Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Georgetown today. Beautiful day. We got some good weather to be able to get these toys collected for the kids in our area. Come on by. Toys for Tots, Toy Drive, new unwrapped toys. Bring some by. Uh, and for those of you that are making fun of me and Craig on social media because of how we reacted to these Star Wars Lego sets, yes, we're but we're a couple of Star Wars nerds. And yes, when I showed it to Craig, the, the Lego sets I bought to put in the toy box, we did nerd out a little bit. So that is on social media if you want to see that. Uh, the Horn did throw that out, and Macy did do that to us earlier. So thank you very much, Macy, for shining the light on our nerdiness. Uh, check out the at the Horn ATX if you want to see that video. I'm at C Hastings 1049. Zay is at ain't that underscore Zay. Isaiah Collier alongside, as always, our man Cam. Parker is producing for us today at Cameron D. Parker on Twitter, if I am not mistaken. So I think we got all that covered. And I got another Twitter address I've got to give you for our next guest because we're going to talk some Longhorn football and more right now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. You hear him every day from 10 to 12 on Light the Tower. If you missed the Longhorn Blitz podcast last night, you can catch that replay tonight at 9. We got Longhorn Weekly at 7. We got Under the Lights Special Edition at 8. And we got the Blitz replay at 9 for you Longhorn football fans. You can also check out all his great work at horns247.com. He is Jeff Howe. Jeff, what's up, man? Yeah, uh, good to talk to you guys. I haven't done, uh, didn't do Longhorn Blitz this week and haven't done much Lights the Tower this week because I've been traveling <laughs> and went to, went to New York for the game on Tuesday, got back, and then back at it. I had the start press conference down in San Antonio this morning, so just blowing uh, and going right now. Yeah, yeah uh, Jeff, let me ask you this. Was New York better to you than it was for Craig Way? Man, I, I talked to Craig. <laughs> I talked to him <laughs> last night, and uh, I was like, yeah, I've got no nothing to complain about from my trip <laughs> after hearing <laughs> Craig's horror story. You know what's sad is it got so bad, I, I actually gave Craig one more downer. Um, the last the last Carnegie Deli location is actually inside. It's on the, the 200 concourse level at MSG. And that's, that's where I had dinner Tuesday night. And Craig didn't have time to go get a sandwich. So on top of all that, I had to remind him today about one other thing that went wrong on his NYC trip. So, yeah, it was it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough for my partner on Light the Tower. But no, I, I had a good time. That is rough. Uh, Jeff, as long as we're there, before we get to the football stuff, uh, give us your thoughts uh, for the people that maybe haven't heard some of your thoughts on that game. You were there at the most famous arena in the world. Looked like the Longhorns had things, I'm not going to say under control, but they certainly had a shot to win the thing, and then they didn't. What would you take away from it? 
Yeah, that was my first time at the Garden. First off, and that was uh, that's a bucket list item that I checked off to tonight. So that was that was cool. Um, you know, as far as the game goes, I'll, I'll disagree with you, Chad. I, I thought they were in control of you know when Dylan Mitchell threw down that dunk. He catches the lob from Timmy Allen. At that point, they're up by eight with, I think, about six minutes left. And they were in control. You know, Illinois had that stretch. I don't think they had a, a field goal for about five, six minutes. And the one they had that broke the streak, uh, it was a goaltending call. Arterio Morris got called for goaltending on a, on a Terrence Shannon jumper. So, uh, Texas was playing great. And then I, I think the big thing that kind of hurt them is, you know, you can maybe get by it. And I, I don't think this is that different than, than – what we talked about some with last year's team. I think you can get by with one of Tyrese Hunter or Marcus Carr not having a great game, but for both of those guys to be as off as they were and, and for Tyrese Hunter to still be dealing with the cramping issues, uh, that really kind of stagnated the offense. And, uh, you know, Timmy Allen goes for 21, but, uh, you know, hearing some of the stuff Brad Underwood said after the game, they were, they were kind of content to let Timmy Allen get his, and they wanted to make sure they did a really good job uh, on Carr and Hunter. So, uh, you know, I, I think part of it was just Marcus Carr was off. I think Tyrese Hunter still dealing with the cramping issues. Uh, and then you've got to credit – at some point you got to credit Illinois for making some shots. So, uh, And I'll say this, too, that's a position this year, guys, that Texas hasn't really been in. I mean, the Creighton game, yeah, it was a close game, but they controlled it pretty much the whole way through. And it was a home game since so the first game outside of the state, you know, in a neutral site, big arena. Uh, Illinois has been in that stage before. I mean, they, they had a tournament out in Vegas where, uh, you know, they played UCLA – uh, or they, they played uh, Virginia, you know, lost to Virginia in the championship game out there. And Brad Underwood, hearing him describe it after the game, he said, you know, the situation Texas was in Tuesday night, they were in the same thing against Virginia. Now, I think they had a three-point lead with about a minute and a half left and just couldn't close the game. So it's a learning experience for sure. I don't think anybody should freak out uh, or overreact one way or the other to results in December. Uh, but overall, if, as long as this team learns from it, grows from it, and they get that Titan Center cramping issue figured out, uh, I, I think this will be this will be something they learn from and grow from. Yeah, Jeff, it's never good when another team makes more free throws than you shoot, which Illinois made 21 and Texas only shot 19. But let's talk about football a little bit. You were up in San Antonio for the Valero Alamo Bowl press conference with Steve Sarkeesian and the Washington coach. And looking on social media, one thing that I saw that was a bright spot was Sark named the QB2, and that is Malik Murphy. And people thought, well, I'm assuming a lot of people thought Malik Murphy will put himself in the transfer portal, but I guess that's different now, huh, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, it's been a long road for Malik. I mean, right now, they were about a year removed, a full year removed from that, that really nasty ankle injury he had at the end of the senior year of high school. Uh, you know, had to rehab that thing through the spring and then the summer. Uh, so that's why he wasn't, I mean, anytime anybody asked me about Malik Murphy, the injury was why he wasn't a really big factor in, in the quarterback battle. But, I mean, I, I didn't think he was going to transfer. I, I think the, everybody understood the writing was on the wall for Hudson Hard. And, I mean, I don't really know who else would be your quarterback at this point, but this is a big, it's a big time for him today. These next three weeks leading up to the bowl game, uh, you know, because with Arch Manning coming on campus in January, this might be Malik Murphy's best opportunity to really assert himself when he doesn't really have competition for that number two spot. You know, Quinn Ewers is QB one, so you really can kind of just do your own thing and just focus on you. Uh, this really might be Malik Murphy's time to, to make a, a stand and claim a spot on the depth chart before Arch Manning gets here, really get himself established in this offense. So it's one thing when you're on the scout team and you're running somebody else's plays, 
you know, you're reading plays off a card, and now you're back under center and you're with the number two offense. A lot of those guys play a lot of reps anyway, uh, and now you're running, you're running your own offense. So it's a really big time for Malik Murphy. So, uh, you know, you'd like to see him make the most of it because, man, in that room, you can never have enough quality guys in that room. Talking with Jeff Howe, Horns247.com. If I didn't mention it, at Jeff Howe 247 if you're getting your follows together on Twitter for Longhorn Sports. Uh, Jeff, I'm sure the, the question was asked, um, you know, if the, media, if the media was given the opportunity to Sark about Bijan, Roshan, a realistic Longhorn fan could understand why they wouldn't play. The selfish part of them wants them to play because it's fun to watch them play. Uh, do we know anything right now about uh, two and five? Don't know anything right now, but here's where I'm at just personally. Um, I, I doubt. I, I would. I, I highly doubt you'll see Bijan Robinson in this game. And for Bijan, it's different. You know, he's going to be a first round pick. Uh, at this point, you know, all the the national awards will be done. Well, they'll be done probably actually by the end of the week with the Heisman ceremony on Saturday. He's not a finalist, but a finalist for the Doak Walker Award tonight. Uh, you know, he doesn't have anything else to prove. Um, and, you know, he's probably he's, he's going to have people in his ear telling him what to do. I think in a perfect world he would like to play, but the risk at this point would far outweigh the reward for him. For Rowe, it's a little bit different. I, I think for him, Chad, it's more of a health issue. You know, he was if it wouldn't have been the regular season finale, I don't know that he would have played in the Baylor game, and you could tell he was really gutting through that ankle injury he suffered in the Kansas game. Uh, so I think for Rowe, it's more of a deal of, is he going to be healthy enough? Uh, is it wise from a health standpoint for him to play in the bowl game? If it is, I feel like you will. I feel like there's a better chance you'll see him than you'll see Bijan. But uh, if you ask me right now to tell you yes or no, will those guys play? To, as of today, I would probably say don't expect to see either of those guys in the bowl game. But I think it's more likely that Roshan's status changes going forward depending on itself as opposed to Bijan. Jeff, how do you look at this Alamo Bowl game? We know the Alamo Bowl, people look at it differently now. It's one of the bigger bowls uh, for all the bowls and whatnot. So how do you look at it? Do you look at it as, let's see, the next up-and-coming guys for the 2023 season? Do you want to see some of those guys, you know, the seniors that are going off, maybe have NFL aspirations, maybe get one good look at film for scouts? What do you? What kind of outcome do you want to see from this Horns team coming out of the Alamo I think they, you know, typically the way these things work. And by the way, with the Alamo Bowl, I know, I know Texas fans are, are kind of tired of the Alamo Bowl. And I, I actually, I actually got asked today by one of my media colleagues, who goes, Jeff, how many Alamo Bowls have you covered? <laughs> well, I'm this, beat, this will be my fifth. So I'm a, little, I'm, I'm a wily veteran when it comes to being in San Antonio around Christmas time. Uh, but, you know, the Alamo Bowl right now, they've got the first pick of non-CFP, non-New Year's Six, Big 12 teams. So it just is what it is. Um, but as far as the specific Zay, as far as what Texas can get out of this, I think it's twofold. I think, one, your bowl practices should be a combination of getting young guys some reps, basically treating it as pre-spring football almost and, and, and making sure – your young guys that have been on the practice squad, they're going to be fighting for depth chart spots in the spring, summer, and fall. Uh, make sure those guys get some reps running your stuff and get really familiar with it so you can get a really good idea if you start. Not only of are the, you know, can we count on these guys, but that could change your outlook on what you might need to go get out of the transfer portal. You might not be thinking, hey, uh, we think we're good at, um, you know, 
the, your edge positions, right? But you might get into role practice and decide, you know what, we really need to go at an edge guy. We just feel like maybe we need a buffer here between the young guys and the veteran guys and get somebody in here that can provide some instant impact. <laughs> so you'd like to see that part of it. Um, I also think one underrated thing about this is, is you're going to start to see that change a little bit. I remember you know, being down with the team at the Sugar Bowl in 2018, you kind of saw a change there where the leadership was changing, right? Like you know, Chris Boyd and, and Charles Menahu, P.J. Lott, uh, you know, a guy like Elijah Rodriguez, those guys were on their way out. And that's when you started to see like a Brandon Jones, uh, a Devin DuVernay, a Zach Shackelford kind of emerge into those leadership positions. So this is big time for like a, a guy like a Tavondre Sweat, a Jake Majors, uh, Jaron Thompson, guys that are kind of on that maybe that level below, uh, like a Roshan Johnson or somebody like that, now it's their turn to sit at the head of the table. So you start to see some guys kind of ascend a little bit from a leadership standpoint. And then for the games, they, I mean, the big matchup for me is the Texas offense, as the Texas defense against the Washington offense. I asked Sark today for his first impressions on Washington, and he just said they score a lot of points, man. They, they're powerful. Uh, they'll have Michael Penix in this game. They'll have him back next year. That Texas defense, I'm expecting all the pieces to be there. So it'll be it, – it's weird to say it, right? But when you think about Texas right now, it'll really be strength on strength with the Washington offense against the Texas defense. It's really weird to say that uh, given where this Texas defense was a year ago. But right now, uh, that that is probably the strength of this football team, especially depending on what your running back situation is. You might really have to lean on that defense to try to slow Washington down. Jeff, Bijan Robinson should be the fifth Texas running back tonight to win the Doak Walker Award. Let me ask you, is there any way you can see him getting hosed? And who would be your Heisman vote this year? Um, I could see I could see Blake Corum winning this thing because, you know, you might say, hey, you know, guy on a team that's in the playoff, whatever. But I think historically, Zay, if you look at it, Doak Walker Award voters, I think for the most part, have done a really good job of making sure they just recognize the best running back in the country. Uh, and not necessarily looking at who's playing for a national championship or who finished wearing the polls or whatever, just basically what did this guy mean to his team and, and how good was he. Uh, but I could see Blake. I, I, I'd like to think Bijan wins this one tonight, but I, I could definitely see a situation where Blake Corn wins it. If I had a Heisman vote, uh, I didn't have a Heisman vote. I did vote on the Maxwell Award, uh, and, and the, the finalists for that, uh, it, it was uh, C.J. Stroud, Caleb Williams, uh, and I think Max Duggan. Uh, my vote went to Max Duggan. Uh, I voted for Max Duggan for the uh, for the Maxwell Award. That was, that was the guy that, that got my vote. So um, that's probably if I had a Heisman vote, uh, my ballot probably would have been Max Duggan one. Even though he he was out, what he meant to his team, I would put Hendon Hooker two, and then probably Bijan Robinson three if I had a Heisman vote. That is Jeff Howe, Horns247.com, Longhorn Blitz podcast, Light the Tower. He's been working hard lately. He's always working hard, but he has been in San Antonio covering that bowl game. He's been at MSG lately. He's probably going to be glad to, uh, to find his bed at some point at Jeff Howe 247. Jeff, appreciate all the hard work, man. I know you are uh, worn out. Thank you for giving us a little time and get some rest, man. Yeah, I'll see you guys at the, uh, at the tour drive tomorrow. Yes, sir. Thanks, Jeff. There it is. Yep, Jeff will be a part of Light the Tower tomorrow. And remember, in case Georgetown is not your neighborhood and uh, this is not going to be possible for you today, you can 
See us down south tomorrow at the South Congress location of Total Men's Primary Care. More toys will be donated tomorrow. So if that's more your speed, you can come see us down south. If you are super busy for the rest of the week, remember you can donate on our website. Go to hornfm.com. You can just donate that way. If you say, hey, here's a donation, go get the kids some toys, and uh, here's how you can do it, do that. Or if you want to do what a lot of folks have done, go buy those new unwrapped toys and drop them by here. We can do that as well. It's interesting, the Malik Murphy situation, because mm-hmm. I think everybody thought he'd be gone with how highly touted he was coming out of high school, almost a five-star quarterback with how we look at the transfer portal nowadays. We see Hudson Card leaving. You see Arch Manning coming in. It's very interesting that Steve Sarkeesian said in that press conference that Malik Murphy's number two and he's sticking around. I like it. Yeah, I, oh, I like it a lot. I like it too. I'm interested in seeing kind of what that might mean. I wonder if Hudson Card had held off and not made his decision right away, would that have been, you know, would that have been if Hudson Card decides? I guess could he go all the way through the bowl and then go into the portal? Yeah. Or I guess maybe you have to declare it by then because uh, I know it opened on December 5th. Maybe there's maybe there's a cl- there's a closing point that I'm not realizing. But yeah, that that is I had not realized that. I'm glad Jeff Howell pointed that out. Uh, Malik Murphy. I'm glad you asked him the question too, and you saw that Malik Murphy was officially named the backup for the bowl game. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think we'll be seeing him in San Antonio. I just can't. I, well, he still needs as many reps as possible. Well, you hope you do. It'll be 38-3. Well, yeah. You know. Yeah, I'll take that. Some garbage I'll snacks, definitely take right? that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that Washington squad, Huskies, no pun intended, they're some dogs. They're, oh, there you go. <laughs> You've already been working with me too long. It's already happened. That is so sad. All right, thanks to Jeff for his time. Up next, let's talk a little flex. Great event at Waterloo last night. We'll talk a little bit about that. I got a little starstruck meeting one of our local football stars. I'll tell you who that is, a couple of them actually. Tell you who they are coming up. Uh, and also a little bit uh, more info on some of those games coming up this weekend, including Vandegrift in the semifinals, Westlake trying to keep their run going as well plus other area teams that are still in it we'll hit that for you we're at total care primary care in georgetown come see us on williams drive bring those toys out here new unwrapped toys for the toys for tots toy drive we are here with the horn throughout the afternoon into the evening Uh, they'll be here till seven o'clock if you want to drop your toys off this is the horn that she has it i believe she's convincing tell me something good yeah don't even ask me cam i don't know who this is (laughs) (laughs) oh my god is that what this is this is tell me something good pretty sure okay we're not there yet cam is he right yeah it is tell me something good that's another one of those i don't know if i've ever committed it to memory tell me something good Great little guitar part. Tell me There it is. So we got yeah. two artists on this song. Can anyone get it? 
two separate artists. It's not a band's name. It's like somebody and somebody. Yeah. We already got a couple got specs you. textures. Got it correct instantly. Hints, Cam. Hints. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, I could just I could peek on the text line, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, yeah, I don't know, and I'm not sure. Those are my <laughs> two, those are my two guesses. We got those Rufus and Shaka Khan featuring oh. Shaka Khan. Oh, there you go. Gosh. Mm. My grandma's rolling over in her grave right now. <laughs> God bless her soul. Rufus <laughs> and Shaka Khan. That's one of those before the before the big hit in the eighties. I don't know enough Shaka Khan. That I, I feel bad that I Great don't. Great hair. I don't. She's fantastic. Rufus and Shaka Khan, Curtis Mayfield, and the OJs have all been a part of the show. Cameron Parker doing his best to show both Zay and myself up today musically. That is what's going on here. He is music snobbing us at an A plus level today. Well done, Cameron. All right, uh, two at two oh five. Brian Jones of CBS Sports will join us. We'll get a little Army Navy talk in because that is. Saturday at 2, of course, on CBS. But also we'll ask Brian, does he think Bijan's going to win the Doak Walker? We'll talk to him about the bowl game thing because Brian, in his era of college football, I'm just going to ask you, did they ever even think about it? Did they ever even consider the idea of, well, I'm going to be drafted here, so should I really play in a bowl? I don't even know if it occurred to those guys. The bowl games meant so much more back then, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, and that's maybe that's uh, you know kind of more of it as well. Uh, so we'll talk to Brian coming up at 2.05. Again, we are out here at Total Care Primary Care in Georgetown. This is one of those green locations where you can bring the whole family. Total Men's Primary Care, of course, is the blue locations. They've got over 20. Uh, it's probably up 20, 25 now across the area. Uh, and th- what happened to me today in the last couple of days, I mixed up when we were in Georgetown versus when we were at South Congress. So I literally set up an appointment for tomorrow, then realized I made the mistake, went back and set up the appointment for today, and canceled the one for tomorrow. And I did all that because of the versatility at TotalMens.com. So you can even be a fool like me and forget stuff and mess it up, and they still are going to be able to take care of you because uh, they can make things so convenient. So shout out to Total Men's and Total Care for that. Now, Zay, I didn't ask this earlier. Do you have a toy in your life that was like the toy? Is there some toy, one Christmas, one time that you still remember that's what made all of Christmas was a certain toy? Um, I couldn't say a toy, but Christmas, 97. Yeah. Got the PlayStation 1. Life-changing for me. Yeah. Well, Madden 98. So that's hard to beat. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's my, true. Now, my ignorant cousins broke it out and played it before me, oh. so that kind of hurt. I had to watch them play what? Cowboys versus 49ers, and I threw a huge fit. Uh, you should have. Huge Wait a second. fit these at my auntie's house. Older cousins or younger Yeah, older cousins. Okay, so these morons. What, what if – I've never met them. I'm just assuming they're morons in this case. Oh, yeah, for sure. You call them morons. It's cool. Why in the world would they go opening your Christmas present? Because they're hoodlums. Because <laughs> <laughs> they have no home training. Because <laughs> they're hoodlums. Okay. Yeah, and nobody stopped them. Moms, dad, nobody stopped them either. Everybody how was how old were you again? Uh, 97, around six. You're six years old and, yeah. no, and nobody stopped them. I'll, I'll never forget that. Oh, I would never either. forget that. Dude. And I let them know. Every time I see them, I let them know. Hey, don't forget Christmas 97. I'll never forget that. I don't care how young I was. Y'all disrespected me. All right, here's a grown-up never forget story you just reminded me of. I have a really good friend. She is married to this dude who is a his family all his family's from Mississippi. The very first time they I think first or second time they go to Mississippi to stay with them for Christmas, right? They've got a young son pumped up about Christmas. They let the son get up, open every present 
for Christmas, and they never woke her up. What? They let her sleep through all of it and then woke her up after everybody had opened everything. It was like, hey, thanks for that welcome to the family. Oh, my God. But yours, yeah, your, yours is worse. It happened to a, you ever were a kid. That's yeah. terrible. That's terrible. That's awful. All right, so come on by, drop off a toy, and you cannot control whether or not the, per, the, the kid that gets it has bad cousins like Zay who are going to do that. But you can at least get them the toy. Uh, so come drop that off today here at Williams Drive in Georgetown. All right, let's get the uh, little flex segment here. We got teams trying for state titles, and we got all flex finalists that came out to see us last night. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. And uh, shout out to all those uh, all flex finalists that came out to the Waterloo Ice House location, 360 and 2222. On my way out to HEB Center in Cedar Park, I stopped by there to uh, talk to some of the folks. Got to meet some parents. Got to meet some kids. It was very cool. Zay, they were they were appreciative. I got to see the uh, the the Lake Travis. Uh, special teams combo that we recognize Jacob Wilsey, the deep snapper and um, the uh, yeah the, the long snapper and then Ryu the kicker they were both there so I was asking them about you know the big kick against steel and all that kind of stuff man what a kick yeah it was incredible and how about this detail they had a different holder the guy that held for them that night had only held like one or two reps at all. That's a big deal. And so uh, the, the snapper, Wilsey, was telling me, he said, I was trying to tell the rest of the guys, hey, he, like, like look, the, he knows, the kicker knows. Let's not, say, yeah. let's not say it a lot, though, right? Let's not remind him that this guy is oh, different. Oh, that, that's a huge deal. People are all like, oh, it's just a snapper. Ask Tony Romo if that's difficult right. or not. Exactly. Like, that's a big deal, especially with the magnitude of that game. Absolutely. To have that substitution, that's big time. I did not know that. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, also, shout out to the guys from out my way. The Elgin group showed up. A lot of the guys on the Elgin team showed up. Blaine Mueller uh, was one of our center finalists. Yeah, uh, so the whole Elgin team there. Dude, Justin Strong, they came out to get their certificates, but the team and the coach, man, Coach Clausen and that group showed up last night, so it was great. That's that amazing. They came out. Also, I got a little starstruck because I finally got to meet Braden Buchanan, quarterback of Vandergrift, face-to-face. I think it's because I'm used to seeing him in the huddle with Ian Reed and those other big, tall guys. What's the – Frazier, the other – these really big, tall dudes. Braden Buchanan is a big guy. Yeah. I now – I mean, I, I understand a little more now why it might be tough to, to you know, to deal with him on a quarterback keeper. Uh, and obviously, he certainly uh, – he looks like a guy that can handle himself on a baseball field, going to go to Baylor and be a catcher and everything. Yeah, people talk about that huge – uh, fourth down, fourth and goal stop against Dripping Springs, and they should. That was, might have been the stop of the year in this area. But his first down where he lowered his head and iced the game for the Vipers in that same game after they got yeah. that turnover, that was big. And he's been doing stuff like that all year. He's a guy that's not afraid to put his head down and get that extra yardage because we know a lot of quarterbacks like to slide in this era. Brandon Buchanan is not that guy. And, yeah, he He's big, like you said. Surprise you. I've been on the field for multiple Vandergriff games this year, and every time I see him, I'm like, yo, that's a big fella. Oh, there's no doubt. And he uh, he talked to us a 
little bit about that play, and I, I was kind of joking with him. Hey, the, you, he did what Josh Allen couldn't do, you know, getting off the line. He was just so impressed. He said, I couldn't believe we got it. It was like five, seven yards on that first quarterback sneak. He's like, I don't think we've ever gotten that many yards on a quarterback yeah. sneak. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Also, he mentioned, we were talking about Katie a little bit, and, you know, he, he's, he's, he's confident that if they, play a certain, if they play the right game, if they do what they need to do this week, that they can beat Katie. But he does think they can score on him a little. If you look at the scores they've had, Katie's been getting scored on into the 30s and sometimes even 40s. So for him, he said, we need to get up into the 30s. He's thinking in his mind they may need to do that uh, to, to do that. Also, he said watching film on Katie, he said they have a play on offense. They'll run option plays where the quarterback hands the ball off and then goes and blocks on the play like after the after the pitch yeah like so i was like wait what and i don't know if it's a you know it's a he's pitching it one way and then they bring it all the way back around or whatever but there's some kind of option play where i guess he pitches it out pitches it sort of behind or whatever and then he goes and throws a block oh well, old school huh yeah so uh, katie's gonna bring all kinds of stuff for vandergriff remember that's a one o'clock kick at the alamo dome we'll get you the special flex pregame with the fellas in the booth at the alamo dome live for you at 12 30 on saturday the westlake game is of course at three o'clock against north shore over there at rice stadium if you want to head to houston uh alamo dome friday is wimberley and cuero liberty hill and port natchez groves that's seven o'clock on friday best of luck to all of our area teams and remember tuesday is when we will officially name the all flex team we're gonna move things around a little bit it's gonna be defense in the morning y'all can tell i had something to do with this right defense in the morning let's go with the important guys first right the the defensive guys but we'll go defense in the morning we'll work our way towards offense we know all you guys like offense better anyway so we'll work our way towards offense in the afternoon so the morning guys bucky and aaron will handle the defensive announcement we will have light the tower with the special teams announcements we'll be reviewing and previewing throughout 12 to 3 and then we'll have rod and hard to tell you about those offensive all flex members and uh, I'm, I'm trying to have him stretch it all the way out to maybe quarterback announcement in the 6 o'clock hour. That's something, what I'm talking something about. Something like that. For some reason, they didn't want me to be the one to announce quarterbacks. Can you understand why that would be? Why yeah. Would, why wouldn't they want me to announce quarterbacks? We don't want it to get creepy. I don't want it. We don't want it to get creepy. What, it just, makes sense. Just because I talked about I got starstruck meeting Buchanan and I've talked a little bit about Novosad this year. Is yeah, that what you're saying? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Hey, Cameron Parker, you've been really up to date in high school sports. You do a great job, Flex ATX, and everything that we do with high school sports here. Is, should Westlake be a little nervous about Galena Park North Shore? Yes. Ooh, how nervous. I would say pretty nervous. Uh, North Shore, I mean, they got a great football program. It's not an anti-Westlake thing. It's just a North Shore thing, a, a dominant football team. Look at what they did last week against Atacacita or however you say their high school's name. Atacacita. Yeah, I'm not from Texas. Sorry, guys. It took me how long to learn Waxahachie from Chad. Oh, come on, dude. There's no – come on, Carolina. We got We got to get you worked in Carolina. That's, that's walking. Like you're walking down the street. Waxahachie. Come on. I love now. it. Come on. Love it. But it's going to be on. a great game. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, what Skinner has done this season for Westlake, it's been incredible. And their defense will be fun to watch a very high-powered North Shore attack. 
Yeah, no, it's going to be a really good – I know that I – mean, in talking to Craig Way about it, he's one that will tell you. He's like, oh, no, no, you do not need to forget about this team. Do not assume – he's not saying Westlake can't win the game, but do not assume this is not a battle. I think a lot of people think this is going to be close. Yeah. You, a close fight. Looking at all these teams that are still left, you see a lot of those same Blue Bloods, Texas high schools in there, the Westlake, North Shores. Vandegrift has to deal with Katie, who they've been to multiple and won multiple yep. state championships. You see Quero versus Wimberley. Quero's been – the different state championships and Liberty Hill taking on uh, Groves and Port Neches. I, I, there's a lot of blue bloods and a lot of chalk here, and that's not surprising one bit. Yeah, as you're moving through it, if you're in the central Texas area, you're in San Antonio area, whatever, deep down you know, you don't always want to admit it, but deep down you know that two of the most dangerous things you can have in Texas high school football is a monster from the Houston area yeah. or a monster from the Dallas area. And if you get the right combination, those teams can absolutely come get you. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, you got the Houston area team with Katie uh, going up against Vandergriff and obviously another one of those with Westlake. So we'll see if those Houston area teams are good enough to advance or if our Central Texas fellows are ready to make some history. Vandergriff would make history by getting to the state title game. And, of course, Westlake's just trying to add to history by going four in a row. All right, we do flex every day at 1.30. Coming up at 2.05, Brian Jones of CBS Sports. Up next, it's where we at in society. We'll see what Zay's got for us. We know we've got total care, primary care for you today out in Georgetown. Come see us on Williams Drive. Bring those new unwrapped toys. We are donating the toys to Toys for Tots, making kids' uh, holiday season a little bit brighter. Come on out and help us. This is The Horn. through a Thursday, Chad and Zay, Total Care, Primary Care, Williams Drive, in Georgetown, our man Cameron Parker, producing the show and baffling us throughout the day. Not you guys, probably, because he's playing a bunch of songs y'all know, and y'all probably know all the artists. For some reason, Zay and I have not been good at guessing the artists. Zay, I tell you all the time, it's not as easy as it sounds. No, it's tough. It's tough. I always give you a lot of crap when I'm (laughs) behind the board. Now that I'm in your shoes, I feel the heat. It's tough. It is tough. All right, give us a little more of this one, Cameron, and we're going to guess. Sounds solid. The hook is coming. Okay, hook's coming. Hook's coming. The rubber band man, right? Is that what it's called? The rubber band? I have no idea who this is. Oh, my God. Um, it's a group, right? Yeah, multi-person group. A multi-person group. Is this line the Family Stone? No. Damn it. The Spinners. All right, who is it? The Spinners. Ah. All right, Zay. We are, uh, we're taking the collar today. I don't know what's going on. Man, I think the Spinners... Seeing one of my jams float on. That's, that's, uh, I love the song float on. Oh, see, now we're not helping. You're just you're making it worse. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's getting worse by the no, day. No, that's the floaters. Never mind. The floaters. That's uh, the floaters. All right, so this is the spinners to go with Rufus and Shaka Khan. Nope, we missed that one. Uh, to go with Curtis Mayfield. Yep, we missed one of those. And the OJs, we missed that as well. So. Um, I'm just trying to get on the Mendoza line. It is. Just. Well, you better get to work. We're 0 for 4. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. 
<laughs> we haven't gotten on base once. What are you talking about? I know we hit the next one. We're on the Mendoza line. This is terrible. All right, Cameron Parker, thank you for producing and making us feel music today. Uh, thank you all for listening today. We've gotten stuff on the Specs text line, 337-3776. we got Brian Jones coming up at 205. Uh, also, again, shout out to Total Care, Primary Care, Williams Drive here in Georgetown. Come drop the toys by. Toys for Tots, the new unwrapped toys is what we are looking for. Quick reminder, uh, Rod and Hards are going to be here as well, so you can drop those toys off all the way through 7 o'clock. Longhorn Weekly special edition tonight with Chris Beard is at 7. Special edition of Under the Lights. Under the Lights! They're going out to Bush's Chicken on Brody Lane. If you haven't had that good Bush's Chicken, I tried it this season for the first time. It's good stuff. Uh, Get on out there to the Brody Lane location. Rick and Jeff and the crew talking high school football as we get into the semifinal round. Longhorn Blitz replay is at 9 o'clock, the Longhorn Blitz podcast for you. This week with Rod and Matt as Jeff was covering Longhorn basketball and Longhorn football. But you know those guys will still be talking lots of Longhorn football. All right, let's go. Where are we at in society? We'll see what Zay's got for us. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, uh, do I need to go to social media for this one or not? No, since we're sitting right next to each other today, you could just look at my laptop. Okay. Joe Rogan never says anything controversial, does he, Chad? Never? He has never done that. He has never done that. Is he starting? Is this the first one? This is No, this is another one of his many controversial takes. First time for Joe. Yeah, okay, well, let me ask you this. Do you know who the Liver King is? The Liver King. Have you heard of the Liver King before? I have not heard of the Liver King. It sounds like a song that Jim Morrison would have written and then he rewrote. They called him the Lizard King, I think. So it sounds like a Doors song that got rewritten, but no, I've never heard of the Liver King. Yeah, I don't think Jim Morrison never did anything with the Liver King does. He might have lived longer if he did. Okay. But the Liver King is this guy. You see him? I see him. Okay, Okay, cool. Yeah, swole body. My man is yoked. Yeah, so he's a TikTok star, Brian Johnson. Get yourself an ab, bro. (laughs) Making me feel terrible. Yeah, and he's gained followers by promoting his crazy-ass diet where he's eating, like, beef brains and bull testicles and... Oh, I see. Yeah, raw so animal we're, liver, we're going, stuff like that. We're going hardcore outdoorsman kind of diet. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he, My he, man's he's not, intense. He's eating way more than just beef jerky. Well, homeboy just outed himself for steroids. Somehow he got like an email hacked or uh-huh. an email came out of him talking about all the steroids he takes. And let's just say he goes hard. Oh, he goes I see. Hard, you're so. saying you're saying that what I just saw. You're saying that can't just be done with wake up, do some crunches, and eat right. No, okay. no. Found out that is fake. Liver King is a fraud. Oh well, no. Since that has been very popular as of late, Joe Rogan has went out and said somebody needs to test Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh. Also. <laughs> Joe Rogan said on his infamous podcast, there's no way you could look like that in your 40s. Wow. He should make a video in response to the Liver King video. I need to talk to you because The Rock's been lying. There's no effing chance in hell he's clean. Wow. Now, do we know what, not not to defend Dwayne at all, but do we know what The Rock's stance is on his history with steroids, I mean, is Rock telling us he's never, ever, ever had anything in there in his body? Uh, except, I haven't heard the Rock say nothing except milk and peanut butter. I mean, I've never heard the Rock comment. I've never heard the Rock say nothing, and no. all those terrible Kevin Hart movies he's in and Jumanji oh, and stuff like you. that. I've never heard or seen anything. I thought it was just natural working out, bro. Dude, let me tell you what. 
Pumping the iron. Let me tell you what. Schwarzenegger. They could create a movie. You and I could sit down and create a movie idea where The Rock is in it. He could do anything you could think up. My wife and daughter would watch. <laughs> like, they are mesmerized by Dwayne. And yeah. I, I remember, obviously, the, the wrestling part of it because I was, I was definitely into him as a, as a wrestler. A very important part of that history. But I've, I'm not into the Jumanji stuff. Like, they are, they'll watch those movies over and over and over. I'm like, really? Haven't you seen this movie? Don't you know what happened? Yeah, one thing about The, the Rock, if you put a script out in front of him and it says you might be in the jungle – there's a 95% chance he'll take that script. That's true. Now, I'll admit, I, am a, I was a sucker for the one in the building when he was married to, ne- to Nev Campbell. I did see that. That really sums it up, the one in the building. That, the skyscraper or whatever they called it. I watched that one. That Rampage? Was pretty good. No, no, and I did see Rampage oh, with, the, wow. with the giant animals because, A, he's good in it, and, B, the actress that co-stars with him in that movie is gorgeous. Ah, okay. And so getting to look at her for an hour and a half did not hurt either. So, yeah. yes. All right. So, Dwayne Johnson, has he, he hasn't responded yet to Rogan? No. I don't <laughs> think he will. Oh, my God. Is it wrong? I'm just so entertained by this story. Like, I'm, <laughs> it, so, people, are people mad at Rogan because they're accusing he, – he's accusing The Rock? Is that A little what it is? bit. I mean, you know, it's crazy to accuse someone, someone like that, especially someone as beloved as Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You see he has a show on NBC where three different – eras of his life right i oh i would definitely stay away from yeah i'd stay away from that he doesn't know the the full story that's weird what a that's just a weird reaction to that why not focus in on this guy and by the way did the liver king say for years that he'd never done roids yeah yes he hits it Oh, see? I see. Right. Okay. So he, I see. What I'm it, not on TikTok, yeah. so okay. I really don't know. So the basic, okay. He's he's making it seem like he's Mister. I'm outdoors and I'm eating bark and and stuff like that. And then you find out that there's a doctor that he was, you know, getting prescriptions for, you know, thousands yeah. of of dollars of yeah. stuff. Okay, he's I got, on that Jose yeah. Canseco diet. Right. So they caught him. See, that's the thing. They caught him in a lie. I would wonder. You know, I would just wonder if you asked The Rock about it, the era that he was in in wrestling and kind of where, what it is. I've never heard him talk about, you know, sort of roids and, and what's, what's going on, but that's, uh, that is interesting. That is interesting. I would guess, though, there's some pretty, you know, there's some pretty heavy supplementation going on there, but there's also some really hard work going on. It's the balance of those two things. So uh, I'll be interested to see how the, how the Rock reacts. The Rock needs to go on the Rogan podcast now. That'll be one of the most listened to <laughs> Rogan podcasts that. ever. That'll be the first Rogan podcast my wife and daughter want to listen to. <laughs> They'll go running to that podcast. I guarantee you. Oh, my God. So there you are. Where are we at in society? Joe Rogan calling out The Rock. You talk about – it's like the, uh, the other one we were just talking about with Chris Paul when he had to wake up that day ah, yeah. to the Kanye West. Like, <sighs> like, Dwayne's just going through his life. Yo, right? talking about affecting somebody, Chris Paul just came back from injury, probably played one of the worst games I've ever Did seen really? him play yeah. in my life last night against the Boston Celtics. Yeah, but as busy as The Rock is right now, he's dealing with all this stuff and the XFL just releasing this and that, whatever it is, right? He's doing all these things. And he wakes up one day to that? Yep. Oh my God! Did you hear what Joe Rogan said about you? No, I did not. I I, I missed that part. And it's and and nowadays it's going to be hard for him to ignore that one. We'll keep our eyes on that story and see where it goes. Up next, it's Brian Jones of CBS Sports. They've got Army Navy for you on Saturday. Plus, we'll ask him about Bijan and the Doak Walker. Maybe some of the other awards he's looking for. Who would he vote for for the Heisman Trophy? Brian Jones. We will close out our season visits with Brian coming up next on the Horn.